the the journey is like how do we listen to these these communications from the universe or our unconscious mind or god goddess the divine whatever our relationship is to that higher power it really is in communication with us hello everyone welcome to radically loved radio i wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired get motivated or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I'm going to, hey, do you guys want me to do ASMR? (laughs) If you want me to do an entire episode ASMR or have some Um, I actually did get some emails from people asking if I would do a meditation like that. Have you done, have you heard of this ASMR? (laughs) Wait, you were cutting out. I didn't hear you. No. Could you, could you, okay. This is an acronym that stands for. So ASMR is autonomous sensory meridian response. So sometimes Mm. auto sensory meridian response is a tingling sensation that typically begins in the scalp and moves down the back and the neck and upper spine. Um, it's like a, a pleasant form of, uh, auditory tactile Cynthia or something like some sort of, it's some sort of process that creates this relaxation response in the body. Um, I would say go Google it or YouTube it, but then you're going to fall down the rabbit hole just like I did. (laughs) And it's one of those things where I didn't know if I actually was enjoying it or if it was irking me because there's all these videos of people, you know, playing with things with like their long nails or tapping things or just doing some weird, like eating sounds like that. Oh, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's so bizarre. It really is so wild. Um, why are we talking about that? I have no idea. Um, you know, today's episode is all about trusting your truth. And I, for some reason was, compelled to talk about ASMR, I guess. I I don't know why you guys (laughs) listen. It's been a long week as every week usually is, but I have to say that after the summit, I just feel so incredibly grateful for this community and for all of you. And I know I say that all the time, but if we think about what radical love is, you know, radical love is this idea that we are supported by everything and everyone around us. Um, I, I like to say everything because I'm such a huge nature. Oh, by the way, hi, Tessa's here. You guys. Hey, hey. <laughs> sorry. It just kind of started, but I was going to say we both Tessa and I are obsessed with nature. We love nature so much. And for those of you that are maybe a little bit more, uh, on the, uh, atheist tip, like Tori is, mm-hmm. um, you believe in something more, like mother nature, it's supporting you and, and caring for you or the universe or source or whatever. For me, it's God. Uh, I have a very strong faith-based 
um, connection to the divine, to God. And so it's easy for me to go into the space of, yeah, I am supported. I'm loved. I'm guided. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when talking about something like trusting your truth with today's guest is uh, a dear friend of ours, Shannon Algio. He just wrote a book called trust your truth. And I thought it'd be kind of a great way for us to go into this conversation by just talking about what that looks like for us and what does that mean to us and how do we continue to hold that integrity within ourselves. So I I have a couple of questions for you, Tessa. Oh, fire away. I love it when you ask me questions. (laughs) So So this whole idea of, and you know that this is part of my book writing process and the book that I'm writing as well is cultivating this discernment. And I really love how Shannon goes into detail in the book about having this mind, body, spirit connection and utilizing that as a way to be able to discern what that truth is for you. And so Mm -hmm. let's talk about a time where you didn't trust your gut. What was it? Mm -hmm. What happened? And can you just tell us a little bit about how you navigated that? Yeah. So I feel like that was the better part of my 20s. Um, as I navigated through, and I've talked a little bit about this before, but in, in relationship to instinct and being able to connect to my instinct to make decisions that to me felt completely absent for Mm. this sojourn that I took through the corporate work world as an executive assistant for, um, many different industries, including a law firm and venture capital, um, high-tech startup companies, healthcare, all throughout this, it was like a slide. I know you can identify with this, Rosie. It was like a miserable Monday morning. And I would just like make this slog to the office. And that was my gut telling me, get out of this. What are you doing? You are killing your soul. Um, wake up lady. Like there's so much more to life. And it took me over a decade to listen to that, to get out of that. And, uh, you know, what got me out of that? (laughs) meeting you, Rosie. I met you. I was still working my corporate job. I went through my first teacher training. And that to me was like coming home to my body, being able to connect to spirit again, because I had a strong sense of spirit as a child. I think we all do, right? We just kind of forget. And um, it was a reconnection to spirit. It was a reconnection to being in my body and loving it, loving the way I feel. Um, and being able to listen to that, that symbiosis, that synergy of body and, and spirit, and really letting that guide my decisions. And it was a slow process. It wasn't like it happened overnight. Nothing. I think usually, well, at least for me, I'm sure there are different personalities that like, they'll have this aha moment, but it was a slow awakening for me. And it kind of like tiptoed out of my job. I did a part-time corporate job for a little while. And then Um, they did a total riff, a reduction in force of that part-time job. And then I was like a free bird. And it was like the universe saying, go fly away, (laughs) grow and grow into yourself and what you're supposed to be doing. And and it's been a couple of years now. So gosh, it's such a process, you know, building community. It's, it's learning to trust yourself over and over again and just falling on your face and trying again a million times, I would say, surrounding yourselves with, with people that love you and, and that are going to hold you up is really important. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 
I love that so man I just I go back to that time like five years ago when that happened and I'm like oh wow I remember that I remember that Tessa yeah um yeah so wild and look and look at where where you are now I mean so incredible right I mean yeah that's that's the thing about being able to trust that uh obviously I can relate because we had similar types of jobs um I used to be a, an executive assistant to a, a celebrity trainer for uh, many years and um, or a handful of years. And I, although I loved what I did, it just, there was everything about me that I just knew I needed to do something else. I wanted to do something more. I, I know that my time, I just, there was this click, something just happened where I just felt, wow my life mm. is happening right now. I was mm. really into the secret and the power at that time. I was really mm. reading a lot of, uh, uh, Rhonda Burns stuff. And I just felt compelled to follow that and to trust that and to say, okay, how do I feel about the situation I'm in? And every morning, yeah, I would do that same slogging to work. It felt like I was trudging through the mud, everything about my being just rejected everything about what I was doing. It just felt so like, this is me being extremely dramatic and that happens sometimes and it's okay. But I felt like I was just in physical pain. Like it just was painful to be doing something that was outside of what I felt called to do, which was going to teach yoga or working with people or learning more about health and wellness. Like even though I was in the health and wellness industry, it still felt like I wanted to be doing more. I wanted to be connecting with people. You know, I, I didn't want to be doing the coordinating anymore. I wanted to be the one that was with people. I wanted to, you know, learn from people's experiences and I wanted to share my own, my own experiences. And, um, at the time it felt extremely gratuitous for me to quit my job because it was during the height of the recession. Tori's mm -hmm. business was not doing well. He was in the middle of this major lawsuit and it felt like this is not the right time for me to quit my job like at, at all. It felt very selfish. It felt very self-indulgent and I didn't for a while. And then I just got to this place where, you know, people are like, what's the tipping point? What is it that finally gets you to that place? I just, I just realized, and I just felt like if I don't live my life right now today, nobody else is going to live it for me. Like I, I need to live my life right now. And there were so many things I wanted to do and they just weren't going to happen if I continued to give all of my time into the things that I was doing. And, and so I, I quit, you know, and, and I always, it's so funny. People always ask me, you know, I worked with people for a long time doing life coaching and health coaching. And people always come to me when they want to quit their job or, you know, they want to do these things. And I'm always like, oh, I don't know, you know, like I wish I would have done things a little bit differently. Of course, hindsight's always 2020, but I'm glad